Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is the daily update show on COVID-19 in India from the Hindu. We are recording on Thursday, the 30th of April, and I'm joined by my usual guest on the show, Suhasini Haider, National Affairs Editor for the Hindu, and Jacob Koshi, Deputy Science Editor. It's another brief episode today, and we'll basically focus on the briefings from the Ministry of Health first and the Ministry of External Affairs. And Jacob, from the health ministry briefing today, I think the most important point that emerges is um, a kind of reference to the drug Remdesivir, which has also mm-hmm. been under trial as a possible solution to COVID-19. What is um, what is the health ministry's position on it? So basically, uh, since uh, last 24 hours, there's been a lot of excitement regarding this drug Remdesivir. And uh, yeah. Uh, there was a trial conducted by the National NIH of the US, you know, which is the equivalent of our ICMR. And their chief, Anthony Fauci, basically uh, expressed a lot of enthusiasm about the results of a trial that showed some benefit. That is, you know, the amount of uh, amount of time required by those uh, who were ill with COVID reduced from 11 days to 8 days. Uh, where those who were on the drug, so to say. Now, uh, so given the absence of any proper treatment for, uh, for, you know, for COVID in terms of drugs, you know, it seemed to get a lot of people excited. However, uh, it, there are many questions that are not answered yet. For instance, uh, does to what extent does it actually clear out, uh, uh, you know, moderate infection? Does it, uh, uh, does it only is it only useful for the extremely critically ill? So a lot of those questions still aren't answered. In fact, other trials, I mean, trials on the drug that were done in China were extremely uh, negative because in China they had uh, checked out this drug and according to a study published in the Lancet, it did not show any particular benefit. But that is also because they did not get a proper sample of patients to test it on. I mean, a cohort of people in China who were being tested. Uh, dropped out of the trial because uh, you know there was a complete there was a decline in infections in Wuhan uh, thanks to the you know whatever the effects of the lockdown and the control so to say so right. that was not really established so but you know there has been conflict regarding uh, you know how you know how do we interpret the results of this trial but again you know I think it's more studies and you know once the existing trials themselves are uh, reached the full culmination of what they intended to study, you will know more about uh, its success. The Indian Health Ministry today, in its ref- uh, you know in the, in the daily briefing, did uh, reference it, and they too uh, have taken the line that you know right now it is not very clear if this antiviral drug by Gilead is actually going to be uh, a kind of game changer, and their stated position is that you know. Once trial results come in, then we will proceed with, you know, how we can, uh, you know, what kind of position should the government take on it? Because even if it is widely successful and it is cleared fit for medical use, India will have to import this drug or, you know, will have to take some kind of license. And, uh, you know, so it's uh, there's, a, there's a standard procedure for that, which is quite extended. But again, that's very much uh, off in into the future. And we really will have to wait some time to understand how useful 
this particular drug will be to India and particularly to humanity, so to say. Yeah, and remdesivir, if I remember correctly, is a drug that was developed for Ebola, uh, for for the treatment of Ebola. Yes, and it had shown no success in all of those treatments. Right. So it's essentially like, because it has got antiviral properties, I mean, they showed very good results in uh, animal studies or in the lab, Mm. you know, they showed that, you know, they were able to inhibit the development of the the virus. So even in our previous discussion, you know, we have, talked about how it was also checked out for the MERS virus and as well as mm. uh, uh, even SARS. But, you know, none of these studies really showed a significant benefit, especially in human trials. So, but this, we don't know now how, if the, the hope is that, you know, the benefit so far in humans is slightly better than what was what, what has been seen in SARS and MERS. So I guess that's one reason why, you know, the medical world is in the absence of all hope uh you know elated by even this okay right and the ministry of health uh, the ministry of external affairs also had a briefing so asni um are you with us yes absolutely jain right yeah so uh just give us the updates from there um as as jacob was saying the lock the end of the lockdown period is looming upon all of us that's right um just to uh, update on uh something else uh jacob was talking about which is the remdesivir uh, the Ministry of External Affairs said that they were cognizant of the new, um, uh, the, the new uh, uh, sort of data and, and studies that were coming in on this uh, antiviral drug, and uh, they made a point of saying that the uh, the Niti Aayog, as well as India's Health Ministry, is now coordinating on how this drug can be either brought in or. Uh, uh, how it it can be um, uh, provided if necessary. Um, so it's so clearly the government is apprised of what they plan to do with uh, remdesivir on hydrochloroquine, uh, which seems to have fallen off the radar when it comes to I think Western media, uh, and certainly a lot of studies saying ACQ is not actually helping. Uh, the government said uh, they still are getting demands for ACQ, and they gave figures. Uh, 2.8 million HCQ tablets have been granted in assistance to 25 countries, along with paracetamol, and consignments of HCQ and paracetamol have been sent to 87 countries on a commercial basis. Um, so that's uh, that's really on the on the medicine front. But uh, as you pointed out, we're so close now to the May 3rd uh, mark, and while many uh, people around India are waiting to see what the government will do, I can assure you there are. So many people we're hearing from in different parts of the world who are really watching eagerly to see if there will be any let up in the travel restrictions for NRIs coming back, for stranded Indians coming back, for Indian migrant labor coming back. Uh, Remember last week we had uh, told you about how um, uh, it will be the Gulf countries where India will be looking to bring in people the first when the lockdown ends. Um, more recently, we've heard that actually the Navy and the Air Force have been put on standby. Uh, so what the Ministry of External Affairs said is that they are now just doing surveys. In fact, today, the Indian Embassy in the UAE, in Abu Dhabi, has gone online uh, with a registration uh, asking anyone who wants to return to India to register. Now, remember, the numbers might just increase as they ask for registrations. Earlier, we'd been told they were looking at about two and a half to three hundred thousand or lakhs, uh, two and a half to three lakhs coming back from uh, West Asia. Now it could be even four times the figure is what officials are telling us. Uh, so that's uh, really where they are at uh, in terms of preparing 
for what might happen if the lockdown is lifted. Obviously, it'll all depend on what the government decides to do in terms of sending people out. Remember, foreign nationals have been allowed to fly out, and the government gave figures of that as well, uh, saying 60,000 foreign nationals from 72 countries have now been evacuated with the help of the uh, Indian government. Uh, and remember, people are going to point out that those were 60,000 seats that could have been used to bring Indians in as well, but weren't by the government because they've had this very strict version of the lockdown. Uh, but now, uh, I think, is when uh, you are going to have a lot more people expecting to come back. And remember, it's not just about bringing them over, whether it's by air, by ships, uh, or by Air Force uh, planes. It'll also be about uh, screening them when they land, about making sure that they have quarantine facilities and health facilities if needed, Jen. Right. Yeah, so I just wanted to ask you about the second part of that. Any details given about what's going to happen at uh, airports and other facilities? So they are uh, putting a protocol into place. Uh, firstly, it will be about prioritizing which uh, categories of Indians would be able to come back first. Now, yeah. obviously, there are people who were there on short-term visas who expect to be amongst the first to return. Uh, but I think priority is going to be about health cases, about pregnant women, about older people, about young children who don't have their parents with them, uh, those kind of cases. So uh, th that would probably be the first tranche, and then they will be looked after in the states that they land. So the government is really now making this much more about the responsibility of the states to deal with screening at the airports itself, uh, making sure that they uh, segregate populations, uh, making sure that there's enough quarantine facilities for those who could be suspected or have some symptoms, uh, and then making sure that there are hospital facilities. It is not going to be a one-shot affair. I don't think we're going to see everybody return within a week. It will be staggered, and it will be a question of who will be put on the first priorities um, uh, in terms of coming back. So, um, Jed, this is going to be a massive exercise, even if it is at the lower end of the estimation of 2 lakh people needing to return to India immediately. Uh, that is a very, very large number, in, larger than, frankly, the biggest evacuation we've done. Um, many diplomats have likened it to what they do in the Hajj when about 2 lakh people are brought back over a period of a week. Uh, but those are different in terms of uh, there is no need to screen them when they return. There is no need uh, to bring, uh, uh, you know, to have them uh, prioritize when it comes to health and all the rest of that. So this is going to be a mammoth exercise. The Ministry of External Affairs says they're working very hard on trying to figure out the logistics. Uh, but I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more about that in the next few weeks. Yeah, it sounds like next week itself is going to be quite a lot to track on this issue. So, uh, Swasni, so um, we'll, end, we'll end that there for today. Thank you for joining us. Um, and hopefully we can talk about All something right. else tomorrow. Yeah. Good night.